you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Catacombs, an endless maze of subterranean tunnels, unfit for anything human, unauthorized for anything experimental, Hold it. There's moving up ahead in the and unlikely to bring anyone down there. So, <laughs> they're coming up. Chud. Check your basement and your bathroom. Keep off the street and try to hide. But remember, the dark is their place. The night is their time. And tomorrow, the only things living in the city of New York will be Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic. Humanoid underground dwellers. Chud. They're not staying down there anymore. And welcome back to the 34th episode of the Monster Movie Stop Down. Of course, you got Sludge here, my man across from me. It's Mark. And our brother from Texas. In warm Corpus Christi, Texas. <laughs> he, had, he had to rub it in. It's not too bad here. Not no, today. actually, believe it or not, it's a it's a it's a pretty nice summer evening out here. It's not well, it's not officially summer till what's Saturday, but uh, something like that. It's pretty yeah. good out there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it feels good here. I mean, like I was sat on the porch last night, and I was like, man, it's perfect weather. Like, not it was just cool. Maybe yeah. I'm just getting old, but I thought it was yeah. gonna snow last night. It was so cold. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Well, what it was is the wind was cold. Is what was really cold. Oh, uh, see, I wouldn't get too much of the wind. You get the wind a little bit on my porch, but it blocks a lot depending on where it's coming from. It, it, it was comfortable. I was cooking out. Oh, okay. So, which is oh, that, that nice, sounds that, nice. Yeah, that nice new grill you got definitely is. Use the old one. Use the one. Did you, you really? You, use the one you guys got me for Father's Day last year. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. cool. All right. That's right. Father's Day is this upcoming weekend. It is. So happy That's Father's right. Day to the three yeah. of us. Well, it'll probably be over by the time this yeah. airs, but Prob- oh, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. But yeah. So happy Father's Day. Hope it was a great hey, Father's Day for all you fathers guys listening. Too. Yes. Um, hope it was. I don't know what I'm going to do for Father's Day. I'll probably go to church and then I may just sit home and watch movies like or play video games. I got tons of video games I need to play. It's what yeah. I do. <coughs> there need you catch go. Up. I'll, so. be, I'll be making pizzas. Oh, that's right. You'll yeah. be making pizzas. I, 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 go, back oh, I go back to work. I've been off all week. So, uh, so you ain't done nothing. Yeah. I've done nothing. <laughs> so. ain't done. Wait, hey, that's what a vacation. A vacation can be you go traveling or you can just do absolutely nothing. It doesn't yeah. matter yeah. as long yeah. as it makes you happy. There you go. <laughs> my there my you next go. vacation, yeah. I, I've got to go do something. Like, i got to plan because the last vacation I had, 
a couple months ago, actually, um, we ended up canceling the family vacation because Sarah broke her ankle. And it was like, you know, two weeks yeah. after she broke it. Okay. But so I kept my vacation time and was like, well, I'm just going to do nothing. I went crazy. Like, I just had to do something every day. So I need to plot, plot a, an actual Not me. My daughter, came, my daughter came in the house at 3 o'clock this afternoon and found me and my granddaughter laying on the couch under blankets watching movies. So we were, <laughs> we were good go. to go. We were good to go. That's the right one. So, and speaking of movies, we've got a good 80s charm for you. So this episode is <laughs> Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Um, this is a 1984 film um that uh was released by new world pictures chud was directed by douglas cheek who i've honestly never heard of and don't know of anything else that this man's ever done um and, and, <laughs> yeah. and it's like who who, who yeah. that? Um, produced by andrew yeah. bomine um this one uh actually had a great cast from the 80s and this is probably one of the things i like about the most but you got yeah. john, john heard cat people if anybody's ever seen that movie um, he's in this and then Daniel Stern. Most people probably know him from Home Alone. Um, us fans and Monster Movies talking about crew knew him better from movies like Leviathan or Chud. Yeah. Um, and this was actually the first appearance or first not I mean, I think he did like two TV appearances, but um Christopher Curry, the actor Christopher Curry, which people should know. I mean, he was in Starship Troopers, he's in Red Dragon, he was in like Home Alone Three, I think. Um, a real big actor. This was his first leading yeah. role in a film, which is really cool. Um, and then, of course, as a cool little surprise, we actually get someone else's first cameo role on film, and that's none other than Dan Connor himself, a.k.a. John Goodman. So this was his first movie. He plays a cop in a brief scene before he's slaughtered. A 30-second scene. <laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah. Um, so and, and, uh, and, J- and Jay Thomas, too, his partner. They walk into That's right. Yep, it's, that is right. I forgot about yeah, that. Jay so, Thomas. Which yeah, is, Jay Thomas. Which is really, really cool. So that's the good thing about horror movies, man. They, re- they, you know, they were the door, the entryway for so many people, big actors and actresses um, that jumpstart their careers. Um, and this one did that. I mean, again, Lord, uh, Daniel Stern, Christopher Curry, um, John Hurd was already known at the time. So he was kind of like the big, yeah. you know, the big buy on actor for this one. But Daniel Stern, Christopher Curry, uh, you know, John Goodman and then uh, Jay Thomas both being in this is super, super cool. I do want to mention because I'll bring it up. The music score was done by Martin Cooper um, because that I think the music score on this is pivotal. Um, for definitely my my ratings on this movie because it was amazing. Um, so if anyone's pretty much the movie, what it's about, it takes place in New York, 1984, and John Hurd's character has done an article um, in regards to some homeless people. Well, a lot of homeless people uh, have come up missing. Not just homeless people, but other people, you know, citizens as well, are starting to missing from this Lafayette area of New York City. And Daniel Stern uh, plays <coughs> Reverend, um, who runs a soup kitchen um, for feeding homeless pe- people. And he's who makes one of the big first reports that all of his undergrounders is what he calls it. His homeless people who live underground um, are missing, have, have been missing for weeks. And that's where uh, Christopher Curry's character comes in. Uh, Lieutenant Bosch, um, who his wife is, tragically gets killed at the very beginning opening scene of the film. Um, but she is missing to what he knows. Um, and so he takes on the case of trying to figure out what's going on. And they come to find out that what's actually really going on is that the um, 
NRC, the National Regulatory Commission, and parts of the government have been secretly moving and dumping toxic waste underneath this area of New York. And because of this, these homeless people have been infected and turned into these mutated creatures that are called CHUD, Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. And it's up to Daniel Stern, the Reverend, John Hurd, the photographer, and Captain Bosch to put a stop to all of this uh, in what is just a great, I wouldn't say run-of-the-mill, but kind of run-of-the-mill 80s monster film. Um, this movie uh, was made for like $1.2 million, uh, did a little over $4 million in the theatrical run, which actually was really good considering it only actually got a limited theatrical run by New World Pictures before it was released on the VHS. Um, since then, it's released in the VHS. It actually has gotten quite a cult following. I mean, they, they did it recently a, uh, um, a Blu-ray special edition release of the movie. There's a huge horror movie horror website called Chud um, that got its name from this movie. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely got a fan base and a following. It even had a sequel, Chud 2, Bud the Chud, I think is what it's called. Um, which yeah. was drastically different from this movie. Um, it was kind of yeah. almost like a complete 180 uh, style of the film. Um, so, but it was a really cool. Came out August 31st, 1984. Fun little monster movie. Um, for to me, holds a lot of memories uh, with this one. And uh, one of the reasons why this one kind of hit is big for me is that my great grandmother, we called her Nana, she had an affinity for scary stories, is what she called them. Because you know, she was from, you know, she grew up in the Great Depression, and and you know, she was. She was around as a kid when TVs first came out. You know, it's like the moving pictures boxes. And so she still called movies stories. You know, we'd watch Dr. Zivago together a lot, and that was her favorite story. She loved that one. And um, But she loved to go get scary stories. And whenever I would stay at my grandmother's, her daughter's, which is where she lived, my grandmother didn't want me watching horror movies. So I listed up to Nana to help me out there. Because Nana loved them. Nah. So what me and Nana used to do is we'd sneak down to the video store and we'd go find a good scary movie and we'd rent it and we'd watch it after Grandma went to bed. And so I remember one <laughs> night, not long after we actually moved to Tennessee, um, here in Bristol area where we're at, uh, this is after I lived in Florida, we rented Chud. We found it and the, the cover looked awesome, had the creature come out of the sewer and Nana's like, yeah, let's do this one, let's watch it. Scared the pans off of Nana. And boy, she was so mad when John Goodman died. I remember that. That pissed her off to no end. She was like, You can't remember going, You can't kill Dan. <laughs> so, but so this was a dear moment for me because this was one of those times where me and my great grandmother got to sit down and watch one of the scary pictures. And that was just kind of a cool thing that just me and her got to do. Um, so this one's always been, you know, there for me. I've always loved this movie. Um, but it, it's really, really cool. I think they kind of tried to give a little bit of a nuclear message but they really didn't dive too much into it um i'm trying i can't even think yeah. i need to look it up i'm not even sure who actually did the special effects for this movie because obviously this is the 80s practical effects um were i thought extremely well done the creatures looked great in this movie there's an awesome scene oh, yeah. where one of the chuds gets into an apartment with uh, john hurd's fiance she's in there and she's got to fight it with a katana which was awesome um but like there's a scene where like it's you know she drops this photography liquid or whatever that john Hurd uses in this you know his dark room uh, to develop his photos onto its eyes and it's and it blinds it and it can't see and so it like 
so all of a sudden, for whatever reason, it starts to elongate its head out um, and makes its yeah. neck longer. And then she chops it with the katana, and blood's going everywhere, and the head falls on the floor, and the lips are still moving. And practical effects on this, I thought, were outstanding. Even watching it the other day, yeah. the Blu-ray copy, I'm like, man, like that it really holds up. You know, when you see the homeless guy that wants the gun underground Victor. Yeah. Um, Victor. Yeah. yeah. Yes. When yeah. you see the big bite taken out of his leg, like it's gruesome looking. I'm like, man, this looks great, you know? Um <laughs> so I'm of course I'm a sucker for practical effects anyways, but uh, they were yeah. outstanding uh practical effects. And as you said, it's been released over the years. I think one of the the coolest ones was this actually got released. And I don't know why they put it together, but I thought it was odd. But they did a somebody did a double DVD with this and Creep Show Two, which is an odd. Yes, very odd. You'd yeah, think, that's an odd pairing. You know, the, yeah. you, you would think like, hey, um, we're going to do a double feature of Chud. Why not put Chud Two? You know, Bud the yeah. Chud on it. You know, but no, they did Creep Show Two. No, no, I'm sorry. Was it Creep Show Two or Children of the Corn? It was one of those two. I'm pretty sure it's Creep Show Two. Um, what? I think they did Children of the Corn too. There was it, it came out in several double features. Oh, did it? DVDs, not just yeah, yeah it did. Because I I remember reading about it, and uh, uh, let me see if I can pull that up while you're talking. But uh, yeah, because I remember it came out in several. Yeah, I mean, because, this, uh, I, I, yeah, this movie, yeah. yeah well, Ruben's looking it up. I mean, this this one's gotten. I mean, depending on where you go. It's a love or hate relationship with this movie. I mean, it's, you know, it's one, there were so many good monster movies come out in the 80s, but for these, you know, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a 29% approval rating, I think. Um, yeah, that's you know, what it gave it. A pretty, pretty low yeah. approval rating. But when you look at a lot of the reviews when it first came out, you know, I mean, um, it got either very positive reviews or very negative reviews. There was no real in between for this film. Um, and a lot of it, if I was, I was looking up some different reviews and things, people were kind of saying like, the movie really didn't say much, you know. What I mean, like kind of like you know the nuclear message or homeless issues, didn't really say a whole lot. Which I mean, I was reading the reviews. I'm going, what? <laughs> it's a horror. Movie. Yeah, like it's a monster movie. I'm 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 looking at these mutated homeless people eating other homeless people. Like that's or, you know or whoever. Like yeah, you know, I didn't didn't get that. Yeah. I'm not looking at a drama or some kind of a social yes. film. You know, I'm like, I'm just looking for a monster film. It, it wasn't a documentary. No, you look at the cover. It's like, yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, like the director of the first Turtles film from the 90s was like, I love the cover of Chud. Let's make that the cover for Turtles because it's the exact same cover. Well, it is. I didn't yeah, think dude, about it's that. It's exactly it the same, except you got like one of the Chud creatures coming out of the, of the sewer and then you got the four Turtles. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you see it, it's like, when you see the cover, it's like, this is just going to be a fun monster movie. Yes. But then people were like, oh, man, but they missed the mark talking about the homeless people message and the nuclear message and yeah. ice cream's too expensive yeah. in the 80s now or just whatever. You know, it's yes. like, yeah. well, what's, what is the point? Yeah. Well, this is not something that I'm going to theaters to see some yeah. massive, you know, Academy Award winning moving picture. It's like, no, I'm just I want to see. Yeah. Blood, guts, and good yeah. effects. Yes. Yeah, you know, and honestly, most of the most of the films that we we re review are going to be, they're not. You know, I don't. I go this this one's going to win an Academy Award. It's very rare. Uh, special effects, maybe on some of them, but uh, no. You know, these films that we that we, especially this one, it's it's about the fun factor or uh, a nostalgia. You know, and I'll get into that. And before I forget, you were right. It did come. It actually was a two-disc multi-feature. It was Children of the Corn. Get this. Children of the Corn, Creepshow 2, 
house and chud. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Okay, so okay, so I, I, I did remember Creep Show and Chilling the Corn being mixed in there. Yeah. I did not realize yeah, it was just it's, God, it's, house. That's awesome. House was on there. I'm like, wow, that dude, that's, that's a that's a box set for now, me right now, there, which man. One, which which yeah, house yeah, was that's that? A, is that uh the, first, the original house? It said it says house. Creep Show 2 House and Children of the Corn and Chud. That's is yeah, what it is says. that the one where the like the old grandpa's uh old gunslinger? That's and, house two. Is that house two? That's house okay. two. Yeah. That's house yeah. The, two. Yeah. The, the, the second story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a play on yeah, yeah second story. <laughs> I love that. Man. I never like saw house. I never saw house two. I saw house one. Oh man. Um, like house two is good yeah. too. Oh yeah. I, yeah house I two I, I think is better than house one, like yeah. uh, on all levels. Yeah. Because they just really went with the comedy camp a oh, lot yeah. more. So good. That, 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 that's what they do. They should have just done. They should have done like Creep Show, Children of the Corn, Chud, and House. But then give us another one. It's like Creep Show Two, Chud Two. You know, Bud yeah. the Chud, House oh, Two. There you go. Yeah. Any I one of the Children of the Corn Two. two? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's like a yeah. Children of the Corn seventy at oh, yeah. this point. That's true. You know, I forgot. It's. It gets and, but I just thought. I just think that's an odd. That's an odd set. You know, Chud doesn't fit in there quite. Like no, not at all. With Children of the Corn and Children of the Corn doesn't quite fit in there with creep show too i don't think you know children of the corn is more of a i don't know i guess it's horror but i don't really consider it a horror i know it's a children of corn stephen king right am i right yes for some reason no I'm thinking that yeah where's that west craven it's based off stephen king i have it i think the so. first i don't know yeah. first one <laughs> had chris reeve in it. it no that's not children of the corn yeah. i'm thinking of village of the damned wow yeah i see yeah. i'm a they're all running together for me now. Yeah, so. those those type of movies <laughs> we know. Scary kids, the scary yeah. kid films. No, it is it is Stephen. It's it is a Stephen King. It's okay. Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Yeah. Okay. So it was. Yeah. So I, I just I don't know. What, you know, but I, I don't know. Odd, I mean, yeah. I remember such reading an odd that. combo. It's of an movies odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a little bit of everything there, but uh, you know, to me, kind of Chud sticks out a little bit there. I, and I you know what? Know. I would probably say of all those. And it's only because it's Creep Show Two, not Creep Show One. Chud's my favorite in that box right. set right there, or in that disc set. I, I would, I, I would watch I would, that morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. You're probably right yeah. there. Now, if it was the first Creep Show, I'd be like, nope, Creep Show all the way. You know, then Chud. But yeah, uh, but Chud, it's it, the it's second just, one. Yeah, yeah, which was I would bad. agree with you on that. Yeah, it's Creep Show Two. Children of the Corn, though, I, I've watched Children of the Corn quite a few times. Children of the Corn might be on top, and I liked House. I really did. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I liked House. Got I'd have house to watch them again. To, yeah, yeah. I think I like Trilogy of Terror better than I like Ooh, Creep Show. Yeah. Trilogy of Terror. Trilogy, definitely. Yeah. You oh, showed me man. Trilogy yeah. of Terror. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That yeah. little uh, that is doll. A, little wooden that, doll. That, yeah. that doll. Yeah, man. I, I, I tell everybody. <laughs> that, man. And that was for that was made for TV. I said, they ain't nothing yep. creepier than that doll, man. That's oh, yeah. Just, it was oh, well, you know, uh, dude, that like you know, th there's a con conglomeration of those those, um, and totally got sidetracked from Chud. We promised Chud is a good movie. Okay, yeah, we'll get is. to it. Guys. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. We'll get to. Um, we're getting there. We're getting but there. But we got we 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 stumbled on a cool little gem here. Um, those those combination of story films, like Trilogy of Terror, Tales from the Dark Side. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. those movies, yeah. uh, Creep Show, really really good. And I, I think like each one of them has like a superior movie that should be, should be put together you know you think of trilogy of terror needs to have yeah. that little doll yeah um the tales from the dark side movie definitely the gargoyle 
Remember that? Oh, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that one by itself, you know, pulling out. But then, like, one of my favorites was, and, you, you know, we got still chilling in the corn here, is the Stephen King's one, Cat's Eye. The yes, yes, the yes. troll, yes, the troll story was phenomenal. I actually watched that again the other day. I'm like, man, that troll looked awesome. <laughs> like to the point where I was like, I need a troll. I need one of these figures. Like, and I need this little troll in my collection. I got to look up to see, and there's only like two you can get. Like the cheapest one's like 150 bucks, and it's not even painted. Like really? it's a model kit you got wow. put together and paint. I'm like, if I'm paying you 150 dollars for this, you better paint it before it comes to my doorstep. <laughs> um, but that was there was a good collection of those. Back in the day, that's yeah. just yeah. so good having those. I, I miss those. You know what I mean? The last like trilogy story, kind of like that we got that I can think of was Trick or Treat by Michael Doherty. You maybe, that yeah, one? that's yeah. that's what that that. Is that I the can't last think one? Of yeah, one. I think it may be. Like I can't think of anything past that that's come yeah. out where you got those. Where and the best ones were were ones that like like Tales and Dark Side, not so much as Trilogy of Terror or even Stephen King's Cat's Eye is having some kind of character or something. That stapled all the stories together, and that's what I love yeah. so much about. It wasn't treat. like um, Karen Black in most of those. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, yeah. She was in at least one of the movies. <laughs> Always, yeah, it's Karen like oh, Black. there's Karen. <laughs> she showed up everywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, super good movies. We had to, we may have to do like one of those trilogy films. Yeah, or, or could go run through them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Tales from the Dark Side, especially man. And that's that's one of my all time favorite films. Like I loved. That tales from the dark side, not just the gargoyle story, but like even the the black cat. The whole, I mean, every bit of that movie was just yeah. so good. I mean, I remember like nights it would come up on Sci-Fi Channel. I'd be like, I've got to stay up and watch this because I loved it. You know, I mean, I love that series. So, but anyways, yeah, back to Chud. Yeah. <laughs> back to there Chud. you go. So, Let's get back yeah. on track. Yeah. yeah. So this is monster movie stomp down, and it's monster time. Um, great movie, man. There's so much in this one that's really cool to me. It's going to sound odd. And let me know what you guys think, but because you don't have too many, especially during the the late seventies and the eighties, you know the 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 peak of the slasher and the monster films, where you sit down and watch a movie and go, "Holy cow, these characters are great!" You know, what I mean, like Leviathan's one where we're like we talked about, it's like everybody's awesome, yeah, like, every character is right. great. Yes, I felt that way about Chud. Like, I mean, especially Daniel Stern was so good. Chris as as the Reverend, you know, Christopher Curry was super great as Bosch and John Hurt was great as Cooper. I mean, like they'll all three of them, man, I thought just were top notch in this movie. Um, you know, my wife was, she came through the room when I was watching it last night and she's like, she's like, does he just always play a bad guy? You know, cause she's used to him at home alone. But then she saw me watching Leviathan and he was in it and he wasn't a bad guy so much, but just like that bad boy type character. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah I guess pretty much, you know. I was, I was, but to her, it's kind of odd seeing him in those roles, which he's not a bad guy in this movie. Um, but he, I, I think this this role for him, I, I think I liked him in this movie than I, than any other movie I've seen him in. I mean, like, uh, yeah, so, he was really good at this one, super uh, great, you know. Well, I mean, because yeah, he you, was. You had bigger bigger actors, John Hurd, you know, in, in case in point here, um, leading this film. But I really felt like. The Reverend, like Daniel Stern, was the lead yeah, character. Yeah, Daniel Stern. He yeah. was great in yeah. this. And and I thought the uh, chemistry between him and and Bosch were really great. It was good between uh, uh, Daniel Stern and Christopher Curry. I thought the chemistry between them two was really great. Oh, that was superb. Yeah, When when Bosch goes down, or Christopher Curry's character goes down to his soup kitchen, and that that first initial 
conversation, Bosh, what are you doing here? I mean, it's like you you could tell it's like they've known each other for a while. Yeah. And yeah. don't like each other. Yeah. 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 There's no love lost. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't There's really no care. There's no love lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then watch them, you know, I mean, it, it's really, really good. And, and it was cool with John Hurd's character, too, to kind of see a side to him yeah. that you didn't see yeah. much in like a lot of cats, people, cat people, and things like that. Um, where he almost had kind of a little bit of a sarcastic tone to him. You know, I think about him going down into the um, the sewers with Lady M, um, the homeless lady who tries to steal a gun from um, a cop early in the film. He, he busts her out of jail and uh, goes to see Victor. She was getting the gun for her brother Victor, who wanted to shoot the chud creatures with it, and they take a bite of his leg. Um, you know, he's just, you know, he's got those little fun quips that he's never, I've never seen him do in another role. You know, like, um, you know, they're going down and she crawls through a tunnel and he's like, oh, but I don't want to get dirty. But he's already like filthy head yeah. to toe, you know, from crawling on these tunnels for, yeah. for an hour. Um, those little quips of his I thought were really, really, really cool in the movie. Um, this one, I mean, the monsters are great, but you don't see them a whole lot in the film. But the yeah. characters yeah. and actors were so good, they carry you all the way. Exactly. You know, well, I, you know, yeah. and uh, what, what's her name? Kim Christ they, plays Lauren. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Coop, and Cooper's I've seen her in other movies and, mm-hmm. and, and I thought she did an exceptional job in here for the, for the, you know, the character that she had. Yeah. You know, when she has to, you know, she's locked in that apartment and, you know, and, and the chud comes busting in and then she hides in the dark room and then pours the chemical, you know, I, yeah. I thought, uh, I thought overall, you know, being a, a model and, uh, you know, she they could have really made her a real, you know. And she did things that were sensible. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what she did made yeah. sense. Like, she goes back in the room, and the first thing in her mind, she grabs the desk and, like, shoves it in front of the door, then, like, the chair, and, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then she runs and starts screaming yeah. for help out the window. Like, you know, if it was, you know, any other girl in a movie, it'd be like, I'm going to run into the dark woods, right. you know, or just something to, yeah. like, you know yeah. not to yeah. do. Yeah. She and, actually did things and that made sense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. trip. Yeah. Oh, I tripped on that log. That's not really there. <laughs> well, I, I didn't quite yeah. under. I didn't quite understand the shower scene with her um, when she that was on. Yeah. Plugs the drain I, and and then blood shoots everywhere. Well, wh- wh- where's that blood from? Who is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah that then, that didn't make any sense. You know. Yeah, was I like, even yeah, tried I, to try to make it make sense. Like, oh, it was the dog. You yeah, know, yeah, it just because it was odd because we talk about the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Bosch's wife is killed in the very first scene. You know, the right. chud comes, she's walking her dog, and he pulls her down the sewer. But then that dog shows up in the basement of Cooper and Lauren's apartment. Yes. So I'm like, oh, yes. it's the dog, you know. But in which, in in that situation, also, you know, she finds the dog, you know, kind of loses it, runs upstairs. And has trouble dialing nine one one. She has to hit it like twenty two times. Yeah. And then when she finally gets the nine, and she makes sure she hits the one one real hard, and then pulls the phone out of the wall, the the phone cord out of the wall. Yeah. And so she doesn't. Yeah. I don't. She doesn't really get through to the police. But a police car shows up. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I never. I didn't think about that. And I kind of thought, hmm, how did that just happen? <laughs> Those nice little editing errors. <laughs> Make these things oh so special, <laughs> but I, I was compl- well, I was complimenting her. I wasn't really trying to do anything right, yeah. bad scenes. Here. Oh well, I, I will I will defend her on this. Uh, in '84, if I'm not mistaken, there was no 911 yet, oh, so she was actually go. having to dial the full number. Yeah. Oh, that's what she. But like, as far as what's that? Yeah, and I just the uh, cops. Yeah, dang it! But, <laughs> yeah, that dude, the big old long number. I forgot what movie I was just watching. And the number was like. Some super long number. I don't know what movie it was. It was like a super long number. But anyway, uh, 
I just assumed that she they just didn't show the scene where she got a hold of the car. I assumed she yeah. dialed the number and got a cop. But I I, I don't know. You know, I just, that I, was an assumption. Yeah, I just remember her yeah. pounding those last two numbers. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, she makes it a point to hit yeah. the two numbers real hard. And then she turns and walks away holding the phone and just rips the phone cord <laughs> out totally, of the wall. Totally even think about that. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. All of a sudden, I just, <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm like, well, that didn't yeah. do much good. <laughs> that's when, like, I mean, if you have your own edit, that's when you pop in that scene from those rascals. Quick, what's the number for 911? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I mean, I mean, tons of fun in the movies. What what did you guys like and dislike? Who did we start with on the last one? I think it was Ruben. Actually, it may be my turn. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mark. Well, I yeah. I, I liked turn. the movie. I I enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought the acting. I loved all the characters. I I just thought they were good. I mean, uh, the ones you needed to dislike, you disliked. Yeah, and, and like the, the NRC one, guy. Oh, the NRC guy, and and. Uh, I think wasn't the mayor there and the police yep. chief and they, yep. you know they were all just like the police chief or or the mayor one sits over there and doesn't say any anything in the big meeting it's like okay you're an idiot okay yep. we see this <laughs> but I mean overall I thought uh, acting was great characters were great uh, the the monsters or the humanoids um, were really really good I thought you know it's 1984 and and the, the special effects uh, I thought they they look good, you know, for a, for a monster movie. And, and I thought uh, one of the things that, to me, in, when you get into uh, horror cave movies and underground stuff, is the movies usually are really dark. And so you spend some portion of your time trying to look at the screen and make out different characters because the screen's dark. Yeah. You know, but I thought in this movie they did a fantastic job of everything's clear. You see. Oh, the lighting. You, yes, yep. Yeah, the lighting, I should say. Yeah, it's just, I think they did a great job at it. I agree with that because there's because there's so many movies that I watch where, like, you know, it's like I understand the lighting's there because you got to see what's going on. But there's films I see where yeah. they're in the dark and it's like, okay, the lighting makes absolutely no sense. How is that bright of a light coming from this direction? Right. I see that a lot in films. And yeah, this one, oh, I totally agree with you. I mean, the yeah. lighting, they did a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. you know, if I saw something that's kind of stood at like, oh, well, how is there this much light right here? Oh, it's probably just a service light, you know, we're underneath New York City. Yeah. So it made made sense. It did. It, 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 it looked yeah. like, I mean, in the areas in which they needed a flashlight, they had a flashlight to use in, in, in yeah. those areas. Yeah. But I think in the most part, I didn't find myself, especially me with glasses, trying to squint or find out what they're doing yeah. or you know, that kind of thing. So uh, I thought overall, a uh, very good movie. I'll watch it again and again. Uh, and uh, to me, it's just, uh, it was just fun. It was just fun. You know, I think, the, you know, and you had mentioned something about musical score. I thought that, I thought it was good. I thought they did a, did a really good job on it. And uh, so uh, overall, a, a thumbs up. Don't really have a negative on it uh, uh, at all. And it was just one uh, that I that you could sit down and, and just enjoy the film. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I did. So, Ruben, what about you, man? Well, um, I mean, I like the film. I, I just feel it's average. You know, it's a, it's a good film. Um, it's a classic '80s horror type that they were just chugging out back then in the uh, in the early to mid '80s. You know, they were just pumping out these type of movies. 
So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I, I rent, I used, I rented it when it was, you know, in the video store way back when. And uh, so I liked it. Uh, I liked the, the musical score. Um, it's not the best I heard. I mean, of course, but you know, I'm a little spoiled. I mean, I've, there's so many good scores out there, you know, uh, um, to me, when it comes to horror films, it's hard to beat Dawn of the Dead and Phantasm. Those two just blow me away. So when I compare musical scores, I usually look at those, those two scores as far as horror movies go. For me, it's, those are good ones, but for me, it's, it's Carpenter. Like if it's a seventies or eighties movie, like instantly yeah. there's no choice you're going up against john carpenter and john carpenter did his yeah own, you know what i mean like right. he made those yeah. scores yeah, yeah. And, and, you're, and that's a good point that's a good another good one you know and i'm like man you know it's it's so so when i compare it to those i'm like well okay it was good and, and it was and it matched the mood and actually truthfully the the score was done perfectly to match the movie it was perfectly done and I saw some influences there of, of Phantasm, especially. You know, when I yeah. got this in the score, it reminded me of the Phantasm score. I'm like, hey, you know, that sounds a lot like Phantasm. So it reminded me of that. So I like that. Uh, I thought the acting was great. Um, I liked it. There was, there was good chemistry all the way around. Usually you have, sometimes you have a, a great movie, but the, but the actors just quite don't fit quite right like a, you know like a puzzle and in this movie i thought they the characters themselves fit great like a puzzle um it, it was just perfect um even down to the role players like john goodman and jay thomas were the perfect duo even though they were just in the film for three four minutes maybe you know they kind of flirt with the waitress and you know and, and i'm like man they're they're perfect Oh yeah, they did they it were. just right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They were perfect, even though they just were on screen a few minutes, you know. And uh, uh, and Daniel Stern did an excellent job. He played an excellent reverend or uh, soup kitchen manager, or whatever you want to call him. Um, I thought that was good. What what I didn't like about the movie, and what, what uh, we'll discuss later as, as far as as how we ended up with the scores. I thought it, the story was all right, but it was a little choppy. You know, it was kind of like they kind of skipped around too much for me, and it was a little distracting. You know, uh, and that's really the only thing I, that detracted the film from me. I'm like, you know, and that, and and I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do what, uh, I'm gonna pull a one of those Godzilla fan things. Is I, I wanted more, I wanted more Chud. There was not enough Chud in this movie. Right. I would have right. liked to see them. Like, yeah, there was not enough Chud. I thought they left so much on the table, this especially as good been, as they looked. I mean, because they looked good. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. They were really great. And I think, man, they just left too much on the table. The potential was there, and they just kind of left it on the table. Um, and, and, and that's what kind of distracted me. You know, I I thought it was odd, you know. Like, there's a scene where they're especially kind of like, well, what the heck was going on there? When Daniel Stern's coming out, and he's crawling on the ledge. And then all of a sudden he, he he runs into all the chuds and they're just they're just kind of standing there having a union meeting or something. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and he knocks over the rock and they all turn around and I'm like, well, what? They were just standing there. They weren't even doing anything. They were just kind of like standing there. And I thought, well, that's distracting. They were in like some I kind thought of that 
some well, kind of religious service what? or something. They're like raising. Yeah, their that's hands. what it looked what like. Was in front of all that. Yeah, uh, exactly. It was in front of all that nuclear waste. Right. Right. Yeah. That's all yeah. That. yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? Are they? Are they? You know, they they look like they're in some kind of. Uh, Cult. They're doing some kind of cult. What was taken out was on top of that nuclear waste is actually the toxic Avenger standing. <laughs> and they're like, all hail Toxie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah there it. you that go. That was it. They're like, oh, well, this, so, we're so, going to cut this so, out. So, Trouble so, sewers. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, you know, what's going on here? And the, the drain scene that you just talked about, I'm like, okay, what was that about? You know, where did that come from? You know, I just have no idea. And how did Victor somehow have an encounter with one of those and survive and just get his leg bit. When everybody else that runs into a chud... Well, they're dead. They're dead. Yep. They're dead. Except they're, for the you know, little they girl. They survive. Can't kill Except the little for the little girl, girl in the phone booth. Yep. Well, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, they can't do that. Yeah, you're right. And the little boy who who uh, had his run in, but not really. He was just by the door and almost opened it for the Oh, chud. yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Victor's, Victor's sister... Uh, the old woman yeah, that yep. tries to steal the gun because I always I thought, you know, she she grabs the guns and and uh, when um, John Hurd, uh, his character is trying to help Victor and ends up having to shoot him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then and then oh I'm sorry Daniel Stern comes uh, from behind and kind of shoves her out of the way and they don't ever <laughs> yeah, gra- they don't yeah. ever grab the gun. <laughs> no. They just take off. Yeah, they, you know? And, I thought, and wow. like what happened to her? You know, she was gone. That was right. it. That was it. She was gone. That was it. <laughs> well, apparently, I, I'm assuming she died in the explosion at the end. Oh, yes. When somehow, yeah. somehow that flammable tire landed in the pot. In, in, inside yes, that, the that didn't make any sense it. either, you know. <laughs> you know so, so that's a little, you know, but this movie's fun. So, you know, that's what I didn't like about it. It was just too choppy for me. But at the same time, you can't take this movie too seriously. So, uh, you know, I try not to take too many points away for that because you can't take this movie that. But it's a great horror movie. I, I think it's a good horror movie. I just think because it, it's pretty graphic. You know, it's got some pretty graphic scenes in it. Uh, I think they did. Like you talked about the practical effects. And, yeah, they, 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 it's really good when it comes to that. Um, you know, it's it's you're watching a film. You're like, ooh, that's a good scene. You know, um, it's just I think they left a lot of the table. Which uh, that, that's gonna trans that's gonna translate in my stomp ratings, but that's basically it. I, all in all, I like the movie. It's just I thought it was a little choppy. How I, about you? Oh man, tons tons of fun. I mean, this movie uh, in the '80s was, and of course, you know, you still got the slashers going on, but the '80s had it was to me the charm of the monster film. I mean, even when we, yeah. when Ruben was talking, I was thinking about one. I was like, man, this would be another good one to do because there's so many good 80s movies, monster movies back then. Yeah. You know, the Boogans. I don't know if you guys remember that, the 18, 1981 film about those, like, mutant monster turtles from the silver mine. Did you guys ever watch that? No. Did not catch that one. Oh, man, that one was good. Yeah. That one was so good. <laughs> <laughs> so bad it was good type deal. But, I mean, you had monsters. Well, that's just in the Yeah, there's so many of those type of movies, these type of movies in the 80s. There was just so much to choose from. Oh man, they're kind of left, right? I mean, and, and, and you even had yeah. some big names. I mean, Brawlhead Rex, you know, with Clive Barker. Oh yeah, you know that's a, you know, a yeah. great one. Um, you know, you got the Critters films. I mean, you just had monsters all over the place, um, and because they were quick and easy to make, and everyone could kind of get their little jab in on it. And and but there was, they all had a charm in the eighties. I mean, no matter which one you watched, yeah. they had a charm. But there exactly. was exactly, exactly. 
there's select few of them that had something special that just made it fun to watch no matter what. I mean, I think of, you know, I mean, you got Blue Monkey from 87, uh, The Outing from 87 as well. I mean, there's so many monster movies. But this was one of those ones that kind of like Critters. I'm not going to say it's as good as Critters because I still think Critters is far superior. But there's a charm and a level of fun to it that just made it special. Because, I mean, it's just yeah. entertaining. You know, it's not the best movie by any means, mm-hmm. but they got the right actors to play the right characters, and you had the right special effects crew doing the creatures, and, and yeah, the lighting. I mean, I think everything just, there's a lot of errors in it. Not a lot of errors, but there's some hiccups. Um, but overall, it's just super, super fun. I love Daniel Stern. Like, I'm not a big Home Alone fan. I'll just go ahead and say it. You know I mean? It, it's a good movie, and it's a classic. I prefer Home Alone 2 over the first one. Uh, just me personally. There's something wrong. Yeah, well, you know, just something, <laughs> something about New York, man. I just like yeah. it when chaos happens. Right. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> New York. Uh, here we go, Mark. You know what? You know, yeah. said, we're headed that way. No, we're not. We no, we're not. Know where that door is going? Yeah. We're gonna shut that one quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, you like Madison Square Garden too, don't you? No, I don't. I, I hate <laughs> um, Spider Man. We're talking. No, dang it, we can't even go down Spider Man Road. See, New York has screwed me. Never mind. I don't like New York anymore. Anyways, so for those who don't know what's going on, that two doors open wide for Godzilla '98 and Spider Man Three right there instantly, and I'm trying to shut them. Yeah. Um, but uh, people may even have got on a boat out of New York City, no. didn't they? Out of the harbor. Oh my gosh, yeah. that one too. Titanic. All three in one right there. Okay. New York City is the worst city on the planet. I don't like it anymore. Um, now so, Home Alone is good. Gosh. Yeah, first one. Forget the second Home Alone. I'm first Home Alone all the way. My mind has changed on this episode. Um, but I mean, I like Daniel Stern in those, but I love Daniel Stern in these horror films. I mean, Leviathan and especially Chud. And I think Daniel Stern was just. I could have had Daniel Stern and not even really cared about any of the other characters because he did so good in this movie. I mean, I just I clung to the Reverend because he was he was a great character, and Daniel Stern sold that character so well. And same for Christopher Curry. I mean, for his first leading actual role, because I, th- I think before this he only had like two TV appearances. This was his first actual film that he ever did. He knocked it out of the park as Bosch. I mean, he was great. You know, I mean, one of my favorite scenes is after... <clears throat> They go down, him and the Reverend go down in the sewer, and he shows them, like, the, the NRA guy, you know, boot from when, you know, the NRA guys are down there, and uh, the little... Uh, NRC. NRC, sorry. The NRC, NRA. What am I doing? <laughs> Not those guys. <laughs> they wouldn't be down there. Uh, NRC, you know, like, suit boot from a, you know, radiation suit, and then the little uh, meter thing that they would wear to read the radiation levels when they go down into see you know into the sewers, right. and they pick up that Geiger counter. And the thing just shoots off, and then all of a sudden you hear one of the chud. And then immediately the next scene, like like a boss, he's like, I want the mayor on the phone. I want me right now. I need somebody with the NRC. And you make it happen. And just like, I'm like, dude, yes. Like, <laughs> and just hangs up, drops the phone. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's it, period. He's, he's going to get what he wants. He just took command. And he does such a good job at that. And the relationship, again, with him and, and Daniel Stern, were, it's like they've known each other forever. You know, when they go to get Cooper before the meeting um, they go to his apartment and he's not there and because they want to get some photographs get him for some extra evidence for this meeting well Reverend just pulls his knife out and breaks into the apartment and then he's like hey that's breaking and entering you're under arrest Shepard I mean, it's like, <laughs> you're under arrest <laughs> like, it's so good the dynamics with those two especially are phenomenal But and then John yeah. Hurd you can't forget about because he's equally as good as Cooper 
but they don't really cross paths until the third act of the film. He's got his own thing going with Lauren and the homeless people where Daniel Stern and you know the Reverend and Bosch are dealing more with the missing people, but the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Right. And they're coming together there in the third act. It's just, you know, so they keep both sides of the story going. And I think I can understand where Ruben's come from as far as like, it's kind of all over the place because you do have two things going there with the homeless missing and the, the, the missing person reports and then the, the stuff that's actually going on with NRC and what's caused these creatures to, to appear. Yeah. Um, but it does come together, I think, in a good head there at the end, of the, you know, the third act of the film. Um, but the characters were superb. I mean, yeah, even Lauren, even you know, Kim did a great job playing her. Uh, I mean, through everything that she you know, does in the film. Um, yes, the bathroom, the shower scene was really weird because it didn't make any sense. Um, you'd think that maybe they would have gone somewhere with it, but didn't. But that's one of the little flaws. But, I mean, everything looked great. John Goodman even, and what was his name? Even Murphy, the news reporter, was pretty good oh, up, until, yeah. up until he got killed. I mean, he, he was, you know. Yeah. He was the one pushing this. Uh, uh, that these things were together. Yeah, yeah he was the one yeah, saying, okay, yeah. this, you know, hey, Cooper, this stuff is tied in with what these guys are dealing yeah. with. This is all yeah. something big happening. We need to find out, you know. And I loved his lines. His lines were really, really good, too, yeah. you know. When she, um, you know, even when he get, right before he gets killed, you know, Cooper's like, why do you have a gun? He's like, well, if the bag lady wants a gun, I want yeah. a gun. Right. You know, it's like, and then, of course, the gun yeah. does him no good because he pulls out like a little pea shooter. That's yeah. like, what was it, like a 22 yeah. pistol? Yeah. I don't know what, what, what it didn't matter because he just looks right in the corner <laughs> yeah, and, and gets was, grabbed. Yeah, so. it's, I was like, that ain't going to do you no good down here um, or up top, you know, I mean, on the streets. So, I mean, it was good. I mean, the characters were great. It was super, super fun. The monsters just looked awesome. I love the way the monsters looked in this. The, the graphics were super good. I mean, I, I don't know why I don't know. Who did? And I've tried to look it up and can't find who's done the special effects for this because they did a superb job. I mean, it's got that flair, kind of like Rob Botten's crew, who did the howling and stuff like that. So maybe somebody from his crew did this or something. But I mean, I thought it was really, really good. The me, the musical score is outstanding. I love it because it does. It does have the, that. There's a lot of that's got that Dawn of the Dead flair and influences. But there's also a lot of it that's got the John Carpenter influence because it's very synthesizer heavy. And yeah, it is. But I think it stands on its own because of how Martin Cooper um, had done the soundtrack for this movie. It, that it that the theme, the Chud theme that comes in at the beginning, it gets stuck in my head even when I haven't watched this movie in months. Like if I made a, a disc of soundtrack songs, that would go on it without question. I think that initial theme that's played at the beginning and then again at the end of the film was capturing. You know what I mean? Like, it just had something about it. It's just like, I could just listen to this, you know? And it did so well with the movie. And the little things that they did do composing was outstanding. And it was one of those things, too, where I like a lot about Carpenter's films is they knew when to have nothing, when to have little, or when to have a lot. Like, they knew the right times what would do good. I mean, because there's some things where he's like, oh, you could have done a little bit longer of a score here, but because they put either nothing or something very short and very abrupt, it changed the whole tone of the movie, of that right. scene. So I think Martin Cooper did extremely well. And not only that, but the soundtrack for this movie actually was in the it was in Rolling Stone's top 35 greatest horror soundtracks of all time. This wow. Was, so I mean, it was number 33. Yeah on that list. So, I mean, it, I think they did an extremely good job with the soundtrack. So, and again, throwing in the Nana thing. I mean, for me, this was very, you know, <clears throat> I watched this movie at a young age, 
with my great grandmother, and it was just something that me and her loved to do together. And this one always stuck out. I th- maybe maybe because we had to sneak and do it, or maybe because she was really really upset that Dan Connor got killed in the movie, <laughs> and I had to continuously explain, Nana, that's not him. You know, it's it's John, but it's not Dan. Okay. Um, you know, so for me, that, that there's a lot of nostalgic level when it comes to this movie. Um, and, and there's something about, too, and I'm just going to say, like, New World Pictures, man, they just put out gems. I mean, I really think they did. I mean, they were, you know, New Line Cinema, yes, had the rights and distributed theatrically, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, but New World Pictures is who put it on VHS. Godzilla 1985, Chud, you know, uh, uh, Transylvania 65,000, you know, not even really a... A horror movie, excuse me. But, I mean, they had great gems. I think, you know, New World Pictures, which is, of course, owned by Roger Corman. Roger Corman, I mean, he yeah. he's made, a th- you know, made 100 movies and never lost a dime because he knew how to run the business. And I think that was really good. And so, I mean, all aspects of this movie, you just had everything going for it to make it fun. Even theatrically. I mean, it didn't lose money. You know, it actually made... <clears throat> no, th- it... it- it turned a profit. It turned yeah. a profit. Yep. It just, it right. And it's definitely become yeah. a cold classic hit type deal because, I mean, not just like, you know, yeah, you've got a website from it, but you see this movie in a lot of stuff. Like, stuff from this movie has appeared in The Flash, has appeared in Clerks 2, has appeared in The Simpsons, you know. Um, uh, yeah. Jordan Peele's Us. You you see the movie in that, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> there's actually a movie coming out from, um, uh, what's it called? I just saw it the other day. Um, is it dwellers you're talking about dwellers dwellers yeah yeah that that's heavily relies or is taken from this movie um so i mean it's got a pretty big following uh for what it is and and i think it's really boils back to there's a lot of errors in it Uh, like i said we talked about the shower scene some of the you know the phone deal um there's some editing errors definitely but it was just so much fun and felt like love was truly put into the making of the movie um and of course the great freaking cast that just made this movie special more so than the Boogans or, you know, some, you know, the outing or, you know, blue monkey or any of these other eighties horror films. Uh, this one, I think is just one of those ones that's kind of never going to go away just because it's, it's fun. You know what I mean? You're not going to put it down and go, man, I just wasted an hour and 27 minutes of my life or whatever yeah. the length is. It's like, man, that was pretty fun. I'll probably watch that again, you know, cause it's just a really good film. That's, you know, my take on this movie yeah. at least. There was even a rumor at one point that Rob Zombie was going to do a remake of this. Really? Yep. Wow. Which I think would have been absolutely stellar. Yeah. That would have been super cool if he probably done a little bit more intense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Version. Yeah. Definitely. So, just a little. Just 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 a tad. <laughs> he, likes, he likes that intense dark side. Yes. Which yes. would have been really really cool. Yeah. I mean, because there's some of those '80s movies like this that deserve a a good little remake job, you know, and, and this one definitely would have been really cool. And uh, um, I thought it was top notch. I mean, this movie was just from start to finish was just super, super fun. Now, the thing I wanted to mention <clears throat> and definitely bring up because we, you know, Ruben brought, talked about it before the show that this had seen several releases, um, you know, new world pictures and uh, arrow video. And um, yeah. who, who else did that? Milk. There was a Mill Creek. Who else released this movie? Mill Creek did it, and uh, oh man, uh, well yeah, Doug. Yeah, and that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, it was. Jeez, uh, why did I just? Because that's I was just talking about it before, and I, I just went blank on who else did it. Um, Anchor Bay. Yeah, that's Anchor, Anchor Bay. Bay. There Anchor you Bay. go, Anchor Bay. So 
There you go. Uh, what, so what I want to know is, and, and when we watch this, and uh, now Mark, you watched it on Plex. Right. Ruben, you said you watched it on Prime. Yeah, I watched it on okay. Prime, and then I watched yeah. my version of the Plex. Mine's mine's the Blu-ray from the Arrow release. Um, is what is on the Plex server, and I, but I still got okay. my VHS copy um, from back in the day. I, I I swear, the scene with John Goodman when I watched it again here you know, the other night is not where it was when I originally saw it. When I originally saw this movie, I swear up and down, and I may be wrong, but I definitely remember, you know, you're at the end of the movie, and and they get out of the sewer, and Bosch gets shot, and Daniel Stern picks up the gun and shoots the NRC guy, and the truck hits the sewer, blows it up, you know what I mean? You're at that climax of the movie. And then, like, the scene ended, and then all of a sudden, here comes John Goodman in the diner, and then the chuds break in, the diners start breaking through the glass, and then all of a sudden, boom, credits rolled, and you hear the Chud theme. That's how I originally Ooh. remember seeing this movie end. And I swear up and down that that's how I remembered it. But then when I go back and watch this version, because I don't because I don't didn't remember, you know, you see them at the up at the streets, which caused them to block the city on the massacre at the diner. I don't I just remember from while I was watching before that it, that just happened. You didn't see what happened, you just see the aftermath. But then the John Goodman stuff happened at the end of the movie. And then when I watched the Blu-ray release, it's not like that. The right. John Goodman thing's in the middle at the diner. Then all of a sudden, you get the immediate aftermath. And then at the end of the movie, the movie ends at the climax scene. Then boom, credits roll. I think that's something you're going to need to investigate a little bit more. I need to. Yeah. Because uh, that definitely is two different endings. Completely different yeah. endings. One, they're all gone. Yes. The other one, they continue on. Yeah. 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 So, and, and of course, you know, it, but it makes sense to me because I want to go, well, maybe I was just wrong. I know I wasn't smoking crack as a kid. So, I mean, that yeah. could have made the answer. Um, but so many of the 80s movies back then always had that thing at the end. We're like, oh, are they really yes. dead? Are they yeah. really gone? Yeah. Let's open this for a sequel because, I mean, there was a million sequels to everything. Well, there was then. no question if, if the scene with John Goodman, uh, because they're looking in the window at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're there. <laughs> they're there. <laughs> You know, but I just, man, I distinctly remember that being the end of the film when I watched it. One uh, of them could have kid. been Bud for the second one. Could have been. Could have been. Chud the Bud. Chud the Bud. I mean, he was kind of cool to have around. Did you guys see the second one? I did not. Ruben, you didn't see the second one? No, I did not. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Don't watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not going to be many movies where I'm like, <laughs> okay, oh, so man, that's, see this. that's your homework. So for the next I will. Episode, I will have the we need We need an answer on that. Yeah. I will have the answer to it because I'll pull out the VHS. And that's yeah. why I, I should have done that before this episode, before we started, but I just didn't have the time. Well, I think before the show started, I asked that very question. Do you know for sure? You did and, ask me that. And you knew for sure before the episode started. I'm telling you, that's 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 I that's how I remember it. That's how it had to have happened. If not, then I just made a better ending. So yeah. that's what they should have done. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to add before we get Maybe to they got on a boat and sailed off to the No, North they Atlantic. did not. Okay. All right. Well, they did. There's a giant cat on there. It <laughs> smacks her right off. This is what happened. So for those who haven't seen, there's been a meme floating around of Titanic. If uh, they replaced Jack with this cat and she's on the boat and she's like, whatever. She says, it's beautiful, Jack, blah, blah, blah. And it's the cat. And all of a sudden, the cat just smacks her, knocks her out of the boat. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's the movie right there. So, all right. Anything else you guys want to add? I'm good. Ruben? No, I've got nothing. As a matter of fact, while you're doing that, I'm trying to look that up, see if that 
that that actually, but I can't find anything on that. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to just pull out the VHS and check it out. Yes. Yeah. You know what happens to him, Ruben? He he just his mind begins to wander, and and <laughs> yeah, it just no, it's not there. I see the I see the potential, and I'm like, this is how it should have happened. <laughs> well, now that's how it's going to happen for me. For see, his... this is what opens doors to make us say say things to you, dude. What? Yeah, you know, this is like you know, New York City. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, I ninety-eight. I mean, this is this that kind of thing that happens. New York has so many good things going for it, and they just ruin it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got the Ninja yes. Turtles, you've got Chud, you know, you, Jason Voorhees shows up and hangs out for a day, you know, like, you got good things going for you. The Yankees. Yeah. Yep. Then what happened? Godzilla, Titanic, Spider-Man 3 just yep. completely they, ruins it. Yeah. And uh, Hey, Sludge, I, I got something that pulled up on an article. Really? You may you may be right. Oh, it's no, Ruben, Yes. Don't do this, Ruben. It's in the Nerdist. And this is, I, I haven't read the whole article, but I'll read this paragraph to you. I want to talk specifically about their scene for a second. They're talking about the John Goodman and Jay Thomas. This is literally the last scene in the movie. Bosch, George, Lauren, and the Reverend have defeated the evil government guy, Wilson, and have blown up the sewer where, chuds, where the chuds were. But of course, there's more. Two police officers walk into a diner joking about such and such. Boom. They hit on a way to, yeah, and they... And they they hit on a waitress at the counter. Then Goodman slowly turns around to see a chud in the dining room door, ensuring the horror isn't over. Over, dude. See, I so told you were right. You, told if this wasn't My a four hundred dollar microphone, My, this would be a mic drop moment right there. Just bam. My apologies. Yeah, I knew it. Correct. I knew it. Because man, that drove me nuts yeah. watching. I was like, this is not how this movie ends. This is jacked up. Well, yeah. you know, the arrow screwed this up. I want my money back. <laughs> like, nope, I was right. I wonder why they would do that. I don't know. You know, I why, have no idea. Yeah. Why did the blood come out of this drain? Yeah, out of the bathroom. And, and, and why did I only find one mention of it? And and it's the Nerdist, and they're reviewing the movie, dude. Now and it's from two thousand. Yeah, it's from two thousand sixteen. Now, wow. the Nerdist, That's what's those weird. dudes, they're on point, man. Yeah. Those dudes know their stuff. Yeah. Got to give them credit. That is yeah. a good side to go to. So, all right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. See, I was right. Good job, Told man. You. Good call. Sir. When it comes good to call. movies, yeah. Sludge is right. Especially yeah. when it comes to Titanic and Godzilla okay. 98. We'll, we'll, we'll let it go up there. So <laughs> all right. We'll go down that road. All right. So, we gave this one a total collective three out of five stomps. Uh, so super fun film, worth seeing it. Mark gave it a three and a half. This was Ruben's Ship of Monsters with a yeah. two and a half. Um, I gave it a four yeah. because, I mean, it is a super fun film, but, of course, I've got a little nostalgia with me yeah. and Nana on this one. Uh, but so overall, yeah. three stomps out of five. Definitely, if you've never seen it, it's worth watching. It's on Amazon Prime right now. You can probably check it out on YouTube. Um, if you guys listen, yeah. you have access to the Plex server of mine. It's on there. Um, it's it's worth checking out. It's a it's yeah. a fun film. It's a very fun film, worth watching. Multiple yeah, it times. is. I, I will agree with that. Even though I gave it a two and a half, I still enjoyed the film. I, actually, none of the films that have we have reviewed, I did this. None of them. I enjoyed all of them. You know that's why we're reviewing them. Most of the time, it's you know we, you know we we talk about it and then we pick a film and it's always something that I enjoy. So, uh, it's never that it, that we don't like the movie. It's just you know. We critique it. That's right. Yes. It, it always works out. Yeah, we critique it and it works out. And, and I like, you know, I'll I'll watch this movie again. 
you know, if it's on TV, I might not go purchase the Blu-ray, you know, um, but but now I don't know if I want the Blu-ray if it doesn't give the original theatrical. I know, yeah, dude, that original go. ending. You know what I'm saying? Totally yeah, changed I don't the know movie. if I want the Blu-ray. How dare they? You know, it, this is the Darth Vader no. This yeah. is the Darth Vader <laughs> no. Is. You know, this is what it is. <laughs> 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 you ruined it, man. Because it did. Yeah. I was taken back when I watched it because, I mean, I hadn't watched it in a long time. And usually this is one of my films in my collection that if I've got the VHS, even if I have the Blu-ray or digital copy, I'll still go back to the VHS and preferably watch it. Uh, Outing's another one. You know what I mean? Like I would much rather watch the VHS versus the you know the new right. digital version. So that's why I, got, I didn't remember that. And then I watched it again like, hold on a second, you know. But So VHS all the way for this one. There but, you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, right on. Well, thank you, guys. We got a couple good episodes. Of course, the next episode we've got, we got uh, RJ coming back with us for the next Godzilla film. We got the 91 time travel android psychotic craziness of Godzilla (laughs) versus King Ghidorah. Like, this one's going to be... I hearken this one to Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. This is a WTF moment in the Godzilla history for me. It's like, what what was going on in their minds? but still great monster action between Godzilla and Ghidorah. So uh, that's going to be the next one. Uh, and then after that, we actually talked before the show because we were like, man, what do we want to go next? Because I do still have plans on doing a double feature with the Sea Serpent and Ape. Um, but I'm working out something really cool and special, a la kind of like Joe Bob's Riggs, Joe Bob Riggs' drive-in. Um, so it'll be something pretty sweet. Yeah. But I'm working on that for that one, so we're going to postpone it. Uh, but we decided on... The Relic. Yes, we did. So, great movie. 97, 98, when that one came out, I think. Somewhere around then. Um, but anyways, really good movie. Monster movie in a museum all at night. Couldn't be any creepier. I love that stuff. Again, the outing. Did we go to the movies to see that We did go to the movies yes, to see did. that one. Yes, so we, we did. We'll, I that. Won't tell the story right now, but we'll wait for the episode. But there's a cool story to yes. tell for that one. Um, based off of a book by uh, Douglas Preston um, called The Relic. Um got turned into a film super great movie i mean it's a monster movie special effects done by stan winston's crew uh, good cast can't wait to do that one it's a lot of fun so godzilla's king of door next followed by the relic and uh those will be two good ones i promise the next one's going to be good i promise godzilla's king door is going to be a hoot to listen to at the least so yes it is <laughs> <laughs> all right hey we hey we get the this is where we get you know that movie is where we get the Godzilla, you know, almost doubles in size. How can you not like that? Oh, yeah. Goes, he yeah. does. He goes oh, from yeah, 80 you know? meters in uh, 85 in Balante to 100 yeah. meters in um, yeah. in this one. So, I mean, yeah, not, not quite, not quite double size, but sort sure does feel like it that he did, you know. So, oh, dude, uh, there's yeah, some good, there's some fun. good stuff in this movie. So, but. We'll, we'll see where Sludge ranks on this one in comparison to Mark. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's all right. Well, thank you guys again so, so much for listening to the show. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Go check out Chud. It's going to be an enjoyable time. We promise. Grab you a bag of popcorn, a little bit of soda. Sit down on the couch and just have yeah. a good time. Um, so this is Sludge. Yeah. And Mark. And we got Ruben and Corpus over here. Y'all have a good night. Yeah. Oh. Get to the chopper!